three tips okay the first one is definitely be in the moment you know just enjoy what is today available to you because future is unpredictable i don't even know tomorrow morning if i'm going to wake up or not so living your day is very important so be in the moment is the first advice i will give second i will tell myself not to fall for shiny object syndrome <laughs> you know <laughs> somebody's selling some course somebody's saying something so every, everything looked like you know gold to me it's like wow <laughs> why am i not there so that's second thing and third i would say don't compare your beginning to someone's end hi kuchal how are you I'm very good. Thank you, Peter. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks a lot. Now you are living in Singapore. Yes, I am. <laughs> How is life in Singapore right now? It's humid, and we are still in lockdown. Um, but slowly, things are starting to open up. Uh, government has released um, three phases how they are planning to open up sectors. You know, so it's good. Okay. Now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I only see, I only see, I don't watch a lot of uh, media, to say almost nothing. But can you tell me what is, what is, how did you experience Corona? And second question, what is the impact on, on the business you're doing? See, personally, I did not feel anything much. I mm -hmm. could feel the fear in the community, on the Facebook, social media, and, um, but for me, I'm a very positive person. So I thought as a leader, I need to step up at this time and help others mm -hmm. who are feeling this fear and help them overcome. Because I think our mind is very strong. Whatever we play in our head has an impact in our life. Mm -hmm. So personally, it didn't impact me so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, business-wise also, I have not seen much of a drop, to be very honest. In fact, um, I have been... Uh, more busy because my kids are at home now. I still do my podcast. My husband is working from home. So there was no point where I felt frustrated or I felt like uh, this is um, damaging me or my business mm -hmm. in any aspect. In fact, I took this as an opportunity because in the very beginning, I listened to some of the experts in the industry who kept repeating that this is the best time for you to come out of your best version. So I think I took that advice and uh, I stayed very positive and I'm still continuing to doing what I was doing before COVID-19. And um, I mean, you help entrepreneurs escape burnouts and increase their productivity so they can achieve their goals faster. I mean, yes. um, you were delivering those services towards uh, entrepreneurs in Singapore. But uh, as a result of Corona, you're now also doing it internationally via like these video calls or as this has nothing to do with it? Uh, actually, COVID-19 has nothing to do with my business. But yes, you're right. I have been working in Singapore for last seven years, mm -hmm. but I started my online journey only last year. Okay. I wanted to expand my wings 
and help out people who are very stressed out. So I realized because most of the research also shows that 60% or 66% of the Americans are stressed out. So I thought, why not I start doing online coaching for people who are in West, you know, US, Canada, or somebody in Europe. So I started my online journey much before COVID-19. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, you are a, a mindset health coach. Do you believe that people have more burnouts during or after Corona? I think so. Yes. People are losing jobs and a lot of people have a fear of mm -hmm. getting infected because even when they go out, though they are wearing the mask, if somebody is coughing, there's an unnecessary fear which has been uh, incorporated into our system now. And I don't think it's as bad as it's blown out of proportion. So yes, I think after COVID-19, people need more of our services to you know, rewire their brains mm -hmm. and be positive and not be afraid because there are a lot of other things uh, which are serious, more serious than COVID-19. Yeah. There are a lot of people who die from heart attack on a daily basis. There are a lot of people who die in car accident, you know. So COVID-19, the death rates are very low compared to other problems. Mm -hmm. So I think people will have to understand this and they will have to overcome this fear. So I think okay. after COVID-19, yes, we'll have to train people more, even a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, generally speaking, um, what are the typical things that you see that people are having lots of stress uh, and causing actually that burnout? And, and generally speaking, what are the typical things that you see uh, within your clients or potential, potential clients? So general mostly is fear. Hmm. Fear of uh, losing jobs, fear of health, fear of not being able to have the normal life, okay. fear of not uh, being able to travel, so it's mostly fear, but everybody has their own uh, different area. You know, mm -hmm. not everybody is stressed out because they're losing jobs. Mm -hmm. Somebody might be sick and now they're feeling fear because their immunity is already so low. Mm -hmm. So what if they go out and they get in contact with someone who has Corona? So mm -hmm. their fears are different compared to someone who's thinking about money, somebody yeah. who wants to travel, you know, somebody's business is based on travel. So Everyone has different uh, reasons, but I think fear is the most uh, impactful thing which Corona has got into okay. people's okay. mind and body. Yeah, well, that's an interesting thing you just mentioned, people's mind and body, because I see a lot of coaches talking about the fact that, uh, yeah, boost your mindset, uh, have a, a positive mindset, and that will solve any, everything. And I believe that's only partly true. What's your yeah. opinion about that? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I always tell my clients and students as well, just thinking about it is not going to help you, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, there are two aspects to it. Uh, being positive is good because being negative is definitely not good. Mm -hmm. When you're thinking negative, it is having an impact on your own body, your cells, and also the environment. So it's better to be positive. That's one side of it. But just thinking positive and doing nothing about it, not taking any kind of action is not going to help you. So changing and also changing the mindset takes time. It's a transformational change. So you can't do it overnight. You'll have to constantly keep doing it like you brush your teeth daily. Right? What happens if you don't brush your teeth for a couple of days? 
imagine so people don't think how important it is to train your mind daily don't think that you have done it for two weeks and nothing happened and then you give up it's easy to give up of course you need to give more time even when you want to when you plant a seed you have to nourish it you have to give water proper food and sunlight and then it blossoms into a small plant and then it grows into a tree and then the flowers and then the fruits so everything in life has a process even if you plan to have a baby you know you conceive and then you have to wait for 9 months to actually have your child in your hands right yeah. so in life everything has a process so mindset change also has a process you can't change your mindset or you can't just start thinking positive and that's it no yeah. there are a lot of things you need to do okay and do you do you see uh, you were not born in singapore if i'm correct eh? no 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 i'm born and raised in india yeah. i've been living here for 7 years now do you do you think of do you is there a difference between that mind body belief connection that in asia as a whole is more um that people there are more aware of that whereas in europe or in the us I, that's what i believe in in europe it's it's still for a lot of people they don't know that eh? uh, even mm. the term mindset is like something very abracadabra do, do you because you have a mix of 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 international customers do you see right. do, what what do you see there in terms of differences yes definitely i think asians get the concept easily compared to westerners but um, surprisingly there is lot of research happening in west yes if you see us is doing so much research on yoga and ayurveda and mindset and yeah. neuroscience right yes. so slowly things are changing yeah. in the beginning yes probably 10 20 years back two decades back i would say it wasn't so easy for uh, people to understand what your mind does to your body or how mind body breath are interrelated people yeah. did not believe in that concept yeah. yes but it's changing and surprisingly lot of research is happening in the west yeah and you were born into that or is it something that you discover later on in your life i would say there is a lineage because my grandfather was uh, not a mbbs doctor but he was like a herbal doctor okay. he was a jaundice specialist so when i was growing up i saw him making medicines with herbs you know okay he would take roots or some seeds and you know and people would travel from far to come to him and get the medicine and he would just wrap the medicines in the paper you know make the powder and wrap it in the piece of paper small brown papers and give them seven doses like monday to friday take it and come back next week so uh, maybe that's in my blood little bit but yeah i grew up uh, thinking about health most of the time even as a young kid i always wanted to be healthy always i never ever wanted to fall sick so yeah. i always thought about my old age when i'm growing older i don't want to have any ailments i want to be very graceful i want to be energetic so from my very young age i would go for morning walks i would eat healthy and do everything right and then i studied it i mean i did work in corporate for a while yes after i finished my graduation i went and i study i i worked in uh, big firms and i didn't like it like Why? within first Why? few years i was like i don't belong here okay. this 9 to 5 is not me okay i am i like uh, health and wellness industry 
I want to learn something which I can carry with me, within me. I don't have to, you know, uh, sell products. I can sell my knowledge. So then I left the corporate world and I went back and I started studying yoga and Ayurveda and Reiki healing and nutrition. So that's how I got into it. And what, what triggered you to, to start your own? Uh, how, how did that come? Was there a certain event? You had some kind of lousy manager, lousy boss, or something happened at your work that you say, I had it, I quit. You put the whole thing on fire and you said, uh, I'm going to start my own company. How did that process yeah. work? <laughs> It might not sound so good, but yeah, I never liked the politics in the office. Okay. I never liked the racism and I worked in Dubai, right? So I could always feel being an Indian was a disadvantage, you know, so I didn't like it. Somehow I was very authentic and transparent and I was like, I couldn't take that. I would not go and please people to get my work done and, you know, I... And I felt that I was not being appreciated for the work I was doing. There were other people who were climbing up the ladder. So in first few years only, I was like, no, I don't belong here. And there's nothing that I can change here. So it's better I go out and do something which I like and I'm passionate about. And then you started your own company. No, I studied. I studied. I first studied for a few years. Couple of years, I went back and I went back to India. I studied, as I said, yoga therapy course. Okay. I did my master's in yoga. So, because very interesting part was like when I was doing my yoga therapy, and I was in this university, and inside the university is hospital, right? So this hospital has different departments. So after we finished our six months of theory uh, part the second semester was practical. So every department, you have to work for 21 days, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would go into diabetes section for 21 days and then I would go to asthma section for 21 days. And these were real patients. And then when I went to Parkinson's, I realized there are a lot of people who can't even do yoga. There should be more to yoga for people who can't move their body. So yoga is not the solution for everybody. Mm -hmm. So that triggered more curiosity inside me. And then when I, when I went out and I explored, okay, there is Ayurveda massage, you know, where people yeah. uh, can go for 60 minutes massage therapy and then blood circulation improves, oxygen level improves. The, it has its own therapeutic benefits. So people who have Parkinson's, Parkinson's or who are physically not well to do yoga might try Ayurveda. So I learned Ayurveda as well, like massage therapy for 45 days. And then I again realized, I was like, mm, there is more to it. What if people don't want to get massage? Because there are a lot of people who don't want anybody else to touch their body, right? Okay, then I went and explored Reiki healing, yeah. which is like healing with your palms yeah. and you can do distance healing. So I learned Reiki healing as well. So I wanted to be a one-stop shop solution provider for anybody Mm -hmm. who has mental problem, physical problem, or emotional problem. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, I find it very interesting. Eh? Um, a lot of entrepreneurs will, who will living out of their heads um, will not see what the relationship is between those techniques and also breathing, where we're going to ask you a question in a, in a second. And the fact that they are an entrepreneur and what that has to do with scaling their business. But for mm -hmm. you, it's, it's connected because the person who you are that's the business you're, is it just an extension of who you are? Yes. So can you explain a little bit why you see the connection between uh, yoga, Ayurveda and all the other techniques and, uh, and, and entrepreneurs? Because a lot of people think, yeah, but she's a yoga. 
teacher or an Ayurveda teacher where you are saying, no, no, I'm going to coach entrepreneurs to make sure that they can scale and grow their business. Yeah, so see, I've been doing this for 10 years. Initially, I started with yoga and Ayurveda and Reiki. Then I studied nutrition as well. Mm -hmm. And through my experience, after meeting my clients and working with them one-to-one in group coaching classes, I realized there are some people who will not believe in yoga and Ayurveda as well. And there are some people who don't have time. They don't have time. They're so busy. So I asked myself, how can I serve these people who don't have time or who don't believe in yoga or Ayurveda or massage therapy or Reiki healing? How can I blend these two together? So I thought, okay, there are some tools and techniques which I can pull from my knowledge and experience and offer it to entrepreneurs. Then they don't have to step out of their office. There are some breathing techniques. There are some deep relaxation techniques. There is sound healing. I use singing bowls. There is consultation. Sometimes I have clients who only need to talk. You know, they have their limiting beliefs. We need to work on the mindset. So I try to use the tools and techniques I have learned from there and incorporate into something which people wanted and they are comfortable to accept. Okay. If and that how, makes sense. Yes. And how does that process work? Process work? So you have a first intake dialogue and then you're going to see based on that conversation, what are the techniques at that moment that person can like, needs in order to grow as a human being? That's a very interesting question and I'm glad you asked that. So most of my clients ask me, why don't you do too many group coaching classes? Yeah. So if it is, if you are living in Europe yes. and someone else is living in US and then I have someone in Australia, someone in Africa, someone in India, I have five different clients and then all five have different time zones. Mm-hmm. different climate conditions, mm-hmm. different business experience, different eating habits, different lifestyle, different likes and dislikes. How can I coach all five in the same group? So what I do, I take, I like taking clients on one-to-one basis. Mm-hmm. So I understand your lifestyle, what time you wake up, what is your eating habits right now? What is your work? How much stress you have right now? What are your stress levels? Do you have any fears? Do you have limiting beliefs? So we do that exercise. Then when I understand your lifestyle, I ask you, what are your struggles? What are the areas you want to see improvement? I don't want to impose something that I believe will work Mm -hmm. for you. So if you say, okay, you know what? I'm not able to sleep well. I want to work on my sleep. So we work on the sleep first. I give you some techniques and tools to implement. And then we do it for two weeks, three weeks. Once you see the results, we move on to the next one. You say, okay, now my sleep is improved. I feel good when I wake up. I want to work on, you know, eating healthy options. This is my current meal plan. How can I tweak it? Because if you try to do everything together, you fail. So I always tell my clients, take baby steps. So mostly we work on three areas, mobility, sleep, and food. So whatever area you want to work on first, we start with that, and then we move to the next one. And mobility being one of the very important things because entrepreneurs are so busy, they are sitting in wrong postures, you know, rolling their shoulders forward, collapsing their chest, dropping their head down. All these brings physical problems. First of all, you'll have neck pain, you'll have tension, you know, shoulder pain and your eyesight, then you have uh, probably indigestion, 
because you are always compressing your internal organs. So correcting your posture, helping you understand how important it is to take break every hour to stand and do a stretch mm -hmm. and moving more, you know, every one hour walk for two or three minutes. Because when you stand up, the blood circulation in your internal part of the body improves. Oxygen level improves. And then you escape the, you know, problems physically and mentally. So, so is, it, is it also something that you advise to people that they're going to work standing up? So I, yeah. I know colleagues who are just working all day, but they're standing, they're, so they're not sitting down. Is that also a good thing? No, it's not so good. That's what, I mean, I'm publishing my book. In my book also, I did mention this, that overdoing anything is bad. So overdoing uh, standing is also not so good. You need to mm -hmm. have the right balance of sitting and standing, right? If you're going to stand for eight hours, it's going to uh, bring too much pressure to your legs and your knees and your hip joints. And eventually, over a period of time, you will start having knee pain or hip pain or ankle pain. And especially if you're working in a corporate, you are not wearing comfortable shoes. No. You have to understand that. So having a right balance of sitting and standing. So I would advise corporates to have a movable desk, you know, every employee should have this option. Every one hour, they just lift up their desk yeah. and they stand and they work for a few minutes and then they sit down. So when they're sitting down, they need to make sure their posture is right. Their spine is neutral, shoulders are rolled back and their head is not dropping too much, chest is lifted up. So there are these little, little things which can save them. Okay. Now, you just touched about the fact that you're publishing books. That was my next question, but I have first another question about the breathing. I, um, I followed three years ago um, singing classes, and mm -hmm. the, the importance of a good breathing is very, very important because a lot of people are reading from here. But the fact is, if you want to be a good singer, you have to sing from the from the belly, from the yeah, from here, and um, and then I started ex experimenting with different breathing exercises because I found mm -hmm. that interesting. I also uh, uh, did the Wim Hof. You know, if you know him, the Ice Man training. He's taking ice cold yeah. showers. Before that, you have to do some breathing exercises. Can you elaborate more about how important breathing is? Because most of people see it as something very yeah, um, yeah, it, it's there. We don't have to think about it, but they are doing it wrong most of the time. Uh, <laughs> it's very controversial to talk about breathing and meditation. Why is it? Because I will say most of the people who are teaching these breathing techniques are not doing justice to it. Okay. If you, yeah, if you, if you actually understand the philosophy and how yoga teaches you to breathe or, you know, ancient uh, uh, yogic science, I would say, it's completely different. Breathing is, uh, is like, uh, if you do it wrong, it can cause damage to your lungs and your brain and your heart. And how can you so do it breathe, wrong? How can you do it wrong? What is then wrong? So, so you see, our nature made our lungs to breathe, not our belly. Oh. That's the first thing. Okay. No doctor tells you, if you go to a doctor, no doctor tells you to breathe from your belly. If you have breathing problem, they check your lungs. They never check your belly. Okay. Right or wrong? Yes, 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 yes. But correct. then most of the people are saying breathe from your belly. Of course, when you're breathing, your diaphragm is connected to your stomach. It moves up and down. 
or forward and backward, but you don't breathe from your stomach. You breathe from your lungs. Okay. And there is, um, there's a lot of, uh, I think research happened on this as well. Maybe I should uh, uh, study about it more, but when you breathe from your stomach, it helps you feel good for that moment. Yeah. Right. You feel good. I'm not saying it's bad and it's wrong and everything. You feel good in that moment. But if you have to think about long term, you need to train your lungs to breathe. For example, you are going for a yoga class now and then they teach you how to breathe from your belly. But that's not going to help you to climb a mountain. If you're planning to go on hiking or if there is a situation, there is a fire in your room and you have to run. You need stronger lungs to handle that kind of stress. And, and not to go into much detail, but how do you do that, breathing out of your lungs? So mostly when you're breathing, first of all, your posture needs to be correct. You need mm. to lift your ribs up because okay. uh, the energy in our body is restored here in our ribs. That's why when you're feeling low and suddenly you start stand up, you feel good. Okay. Because this is being compressed and you feel low and lethargic. The moment you stand up, your ribs have some space here. It creates space and you feel good. It gives you a boost of energy. So lifting your chest up, rolling your shoulders back and focusing more on your lungs when you're inhaling and exhaling, not on your stomach and not forcing your breath. In the beginning, as a beginner, you just have to watch your breath. Watch your breath. Even watching your breath expands the capacity of your lungs even if you just do it for two minutes okay now we're going to to jump to meditation where they say you're going to put your awareness on the breathing first how eh? and then sometimes also they they say put it on on your belly or your stomach uh, there's also a relationship between that i assume or not i mean that's what i said when you're breathing automatically yeah. your stomach will move yes because yes, yes. it's connected but you don't have to focus on your stomach yeah you have okay. to focus on your lungs. Okay, interesting. To make now, it more stronger. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned in the, in the same sentence that it's controversial breathing and meditation. Is yeah, it also something yeah. that we do wrong in meditation also? So you see, uh, to actually meditate, you need to have a calmer mind. And nobody has a calm and quiet mind. And people say, oh, if you have too many thoughts, meditate. But mm. if you have too many thoughts, how can you meditate? You will yes, not be able to meditate. You can do, you can be mindful. You can relax your breath. You can relax your body. But if you're in a true, true, deeper sense, meditation means actually calming your mind completely, preparing your body to sit for meditation, preparing your lungs to breathe when you're in the meditative state. So that's why yoga has this eight stages. In first stage, you practice yoga postures for many, many years until you gain mastery over your body and your lungs. Then you move to breathing. That's the level two. Level three is you clean your body. You do some cleansing techniques, internal cleansing, breathing. You know, you cleanse your breath, you cleanse your organs. And then the fourth state is meditation. Mm. So if you're a newbie, you have never prepared your body to sit for 10, 15 or 30 minutes in lotus pose or in cross-legged pose. You are just telling someone to sit on a chair, close your eyes 
and meditate that is centering themselves but not meditation you can close your eyes you can take your awareness inwards and focus on your breath connect to your body any kind of sensation but we cannot name that as meditation but sadly mm-hmm. industry has named it as meditation i've learned something now um is this something also you just you are publishing or republished your book it's launching very soon hopefully in next two weeks i have put all this information in my book yeah well, that was my question are you going to talk about breathing and the right meditation in in your book yes. are you going yes. to explain how to do it um honestly not but i have i have spoken about how beginners can okay. you know think about uh, focusing on their breath but uh, i have not spoken too much about meditation i did speak about myths of meditation which i just spoke to you because i think for meditation you need to prepare your body your mind and your breath okay interesting yeah. interesting this is this is for me something new this is really something but, new but on a contrary i would say if people think they are sitting on the chair with their eyes closed and it's helping them it's good i don't want to discourage people not to do that because just centering yourself is also very important and i think it's the basis because these days most of the people live outside their mind outside their head they are so distracted with all the social media and overwhelming information we are losing connection with our own inner being Mm-hmm. so if someone is just doing that and it is making them feel good and then if they think that is meditation i wouldn't discourage them not to do it yeah but here in here in europe you have lots of people who who travel to india or not and they they created some kind of meditation app or a meditation course in, even in the us eh? and and then they call it meditation but uh and it it can be a mantra meditation can breathing meditation it doesn't matter but they call it meditation so for a lot of people that's the that's what they think also me eh what what believe that meditation is that can be tools for beginners as i said if your mind is too agitated you have too many thoughts you cannot calm yourself down so then you use a tool like a mantra mm-hmm. to change your thought process or some music or some affirmation for a beginner right because you're not used to you have not prepared your body and your mind and your breath so that's why you can use external tools as a beginner to at least start something and of course there is a commercial side to it right people who are making apps and who want to do this they want to make money mm-hmm. so and it sells yeah now now your book uh, what is your book about is it all the things you've learned all the lessons you 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 offer to become a more healthier person on every level or yeah so i have shared my personal experience with stress mm-hmm. how stressful my life was few years back mm-hmm. and how i managed to deal with my stress physically emotionally mentally and how people from different walks of life can learn you know to deal with their stress levels and in my book i mentioned which i learned and it's my tagline there is no one size fit all Okay. So do not fall for the trap which industry is selling you. Understand your own life, your like and your lifestyle, and do things which are right for you, which you can implement, which you can adapt and implement easily in your lifestyle. Okay. Don't just do it because your friends are doing it. Don't just do it because of FOMO, fear of missing out. Everybody is doing it, and I'm not doing it. See, I've also worked with a club in Singapore. It's one of the top yoga. 
studios and they have a lot of members right around almost 10000 members but not everybody comes there people buy membership and they are on autopilot mode they are paying their monthly membership every month but imagine if all the 10000 members come every day we have what 200 300 500 people so people just want to be part of the society they pay money but they, they don't have time they are busy they are traveling sometimes they find excuses not to do it oh today mm. my friend is not going i don't want to go but then you don't think that you paid money why did you pay money to become the member so don't just do things uh, what everyone else is doing mm -hmm. think right take right actions for your body for your mind for your soul for your breath for your food for your family so if you if you you said that you had uh, a lots of stress a couple of years ago so if you would go back in time and uh, you would be around uh, you so the person you are right now and you go back in time and you would meet the the 18 year young kajal what would be the three tips you would or advices you would give her three tips okay the first one is definitely be in the moment you know just enjoy what is today available to you because future is unpredictable i don't even know tomorrow morning if i'm going to wake up or not so living your day is very important so be in the moment is the first advice i will give second i will tell myself not to fall for shiny object syndrome <laughs> you know <laughs> oh somebody's selling some course somebody's saying something so every, everything looked like you know gold to me i was like wow why am i not there so that's second thing and third i would say don't compare your beginning to someone's end Mm, it's a nice one. Yeah. It's a nice one. It's a nice one. <laughs> Now the what what is the what is the title of your book? Title of my book is Buy Me First. Buy Me First. Why? Why? Uh, why me? Why? Yeah. Uh, because you're also very fascinated about your reading right now Simon Sinek why? Eh? Yes. What what is Yeah, but this just naturally happened when yeah. I I chose the title of my book last year. and i started reading his book this year now last month yeah, yeah. it was a coincident or whatever i was like shocked to read you know and i was like oh my god he's only talking about why 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 and it's giving me so much clarity as well and just last week i had this uh, you know light bulb moment oh my god my book's title is also why me first it has that why you know so yeah i am trying to tell people through my book why should you keep yourself on priority in every area of your life interesting uh, about yeah, because most uh, yeah. most of my clients don't do that they do business family and health mm -hmm. so i say reverse it health family and business if your health is good you're mentally emotionally and physically strong everything else falls in place you will be happy your family will be happy you will be passionate about your work or your business and you will spread that happiness people will look up to you what are what are you doing to be like this you know mm, interesting so that's why why me first yeah nice message i'm going to buy it for sure thank you uh, <laughs> um you've also started a, a podcast called uh, be bonfire what is the why behind your podcast be bonfire entrepreneurs is for the entrepreneurs who give up very easily aspiring entrepreneurs who started their journey 
who don't know you know how to stay in the game and be productive most of the people like statistics uh, say that uh, most of the businesses fail within the first one year right so i want to help entrepreneurs uh, giving them advice bringing experts on my show who are successful entrepreneurs helping the aspiring entrepreneurs understand that nothing happens overnight you need to be consistent you need to take action you need to take care of your body and your mind so you don't burn out and you stay in the business and gain all the success great 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 now who are the the people that inspire you who are your role models at this moment um there are a couple of people uh, i would say tony robbins is one yes. of my great inspiration and uh, simon senek is definitely one yeah. I mean I've listened to his videos couple of times in last few years but when I started reading his book I was like uh, I'm literally falling in love with this book and this guy you know and um um uh, Russell Brunson inspires me uh, yeah. a lot because I think he has this passion and vision for marketing and sales and uh, yeah I think these are few people in the industry who inspire me to do what well, I'm doing What I like about you and about the conversation is the fact that you mention health and uh, the mind-body connection, and and also you like sales and marketing because for a lot of people sales and marketing is something bad, <laughs> but for you not. No, it's not bad, but it's like people struggle, right? When it comes to sales and marketing, I'm also not very comfortable. I'll be very honest about it. I also have my days where I think, oh. what am i doing i can't sell i'm not good i'm actually not selling i don't i'm not good at sales i'll i'll accept that but people inspire me that it's not as bad like last time i remember when i was talking to you you said this very beautifully sell without selling your soul yeah so that's me i want to sell i want to give people health and happiness and i want them to understand that it's okay to be uh, you know it's okay to fail it's okay to get up again and restart it's okay to be fearful it's okay to feel all what you're feeling but you know be consistent but i would not do anything unethical mm-hmm. you know just to make quick money mm-hmm. so i will not sell my soul to make money yeah but people buy you you are the product not the things not your books you are the product you are the yeah, product yeah but a lot of people don't understand that you see yeah. peter yeah i know but because uh, of the shiny object syndromes and fomo i think these two are playing big time on people's mind these days yeah but if if would a lot of people would know that we wouldn't have had a journey to to tell that story absolutely yeah yeah now um if if you look back look back then um for your 10 years as entrepreneur what 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 is for you then the the biggest struggle slash lesson that you have learned that you would do again as an entrepreneur biggest lesson i have learned is i have learned to take imperfect action mm-hmm. initially i was very afraid uh, especially when i started doing my videos and you know um but then i realized because you know i i also had people advising me oh no you should look good and your videos should be amazing so even if you look back 10 years after you should feel good and proud about you know what you have created 
and that stopped me for a while okay it was not giving me that kick to actually do my videos and do but then i realized <coughs> sorry excuse me then i realized it's okay to take imperfect action and i think i would do that repeatedly yeah that's the same for me i mean you have to start somewhere and uh, and you have to accept that and that's what you said uh, like 10 minutes ago you have to take baby steps but in order to yeah. to take to take baby steps you need to learn and in order to learn you have to have some imperfect action so as long as yeah. you're focusing on a progression instead of perfection yeah. you will you will hey, look at yourself now with the kajal for instance making a podcast or videos and like 6 months ago i mean the things then you're doing and now it's a big world but compared on a day to day basis it looks minimal right oh yeah i mean i was watching my youtube video yesterday which i created last year in september raw i don't have microphone i don't have lights i did it on my iphone nothing i didn't even you know think about my appearance i just started and that's it and then today i have ordered so many equipments like you know led light microphone headphones and i make sure that the environment is at least better than well, you know when i started i see a huge difference i have grown yes. so that's why i said i took imperfect actions yeah. and i would do that again and yeah. again to be consistent but, but but the thing is also i also really believe that the message you were saying then and now is uh it's it's also about that non verbal communication and sometimes when things are a little bit too perfect or too smooth for me it's like that shiny object i'm like no this person is not human anymore she's too perfect i cannot connect or resonate yeah. anymore with her so there has to be some kind of imperfection other because i don't really believe in the guru thing i don't i believe Absolutely. everybody's a human being so yes. everybody has this blockages traumas uh things that they need to solve they have to 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 work on and it's that that journey and so i would strive to being too smooth because i think you look like the all the things you're doing and your communication looks very very professional um but Thank i you. i watched in preparation of this uh, conversation also your old videos and for me it was like the same kajal that i know <laughs> so it i didn't i i for me i look behind that you see really the essence of somebody instead of all the outside yeah shiny things like that and of course it's nice and you need to do that eh? I, i i i fully agree with that but i still also think that it's it, it needs to have that core right but you can no, have absolutely. all the you can have all the shiny things but without core without message without gift no i agree i mean i i i have improvised but i think i'm still authentic i was authentic then and i'm authentic now only thing is like uh, maybe the gadgets are new and you know it is improvised a bit on my video making skills or uh, audio skills but it's me the same and i'm abs- i i'm on um, the same page like you we don't have to always uh, show the good side of us nope. that's what media is doing and that's what i tell my clients yeah. everything you see on social media is not 100% right yeah. people are only showing good version of themselves yeah. but in real life it's different yeah. i'm not perfect and i i don't uh, i'm not afraid to say this even when i go live on facebook when i'm talking to my community i always tell them I'm not perfect. I have learned. I still do mistakes. I still have my fears. Some days I wake up and I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to do anything." 
mm-hmm. you know and some days i still feel i want to give up mm-hmm. so it's okay we are all human beings like you said we don't need to create a false persona of being a guru or something yeah, yeah. i would re- rather resonate with someone who feels that they can resonate with me mm-hmm. and then i am just a few steps ahead of them and i can hold their hand and help them yeah but it's the things all the lessons that you have learned uh, for instance you ta- you you're going to teach me everything that you have learned that still does not make me you and yeah. because you are driven in your area it will you will always be ahead it's the same with me eh? it's 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 exactly the same and you also learn from people like you and the other way around eh? yeah, absolutely Now, within 10 years who is kajal Ah, very interesting. <laughs> Within 10 years Kajal is a free bird who can travel anywhere across the globe without having to think about anything, you know. There is an business which is running on autopilot mode and I want to travel across the globe inspiring people, you know, um being keynote speaker, talking to people and helping people become more healthier and happier. because i think life is too short and uh, there are a lot of other things which are stressing us out mm-hmm. but there are also other things which can help you be happy so travel freely without uh, having to think about anything at all kids and business and inspire and impact people's life cool but then the kids will go to university or school or something hopefully <laughs> yes they are seven and a half and five years now okay uh, yeah Okay cool. Now um you're going to publish your book uh, within like a week two weeks or something. You have your podcast, you have your own business, uh you're very visible online. What's next for you? What's next is um creating a, a course. A course. Okay. I'm already thinking about it because now once the book is launched, podcast is anyway up and running. uh i can't sit idle i have clients but i need to find something to create a course now i'm already it's in the back of my head i'm like what should i do next what should i do next so maybe creating a course mm cool cool now um last question um what is still a crazy but a big crazy dream for you a crazy one eh if you're saying i want to be on stage next to tony robbins in las vegas that's a crazy dream It to is. be or to do <laughs> to 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 be or to do you say it is i want to be on oprah show okay cool yeah i have somebody on the I, podcast who is a neighbor of oprah so everything is possible eh really <laughs> i've mentioned this in my book as well in my dedication i was like i grew up watching her shows and i was so fascinated and i was like every time i would watch the show i would be like one day i'm going to be there So I mentioned that in my dedication that I give Oprah as, as you know credit uh, because she has been an inspiration in my life and uh, now I visualize that Oprah is inviting me to her show because yeah. she read my book why me first and yeah. she liked it and you know <laughs> maybe that's one of the crazy things uh, No no I I I I don't think it's crazy I mean if you I mean um if you uh Quincy Jones the producer of uh, Michael Jackson and uh, and uh, US for the world he actually discovered in the 80s uh, Oprah Winfrey because you know the story of Oprah it's uh it was the, uh, she had a very difficult youth 
Um, and there is an, um, an Indian um, uh, uh, PhD uh, psychologist called Dr. Shivali, who lives in, uh, in New York, I believe. And she was doing uh, her parroting, um, yeah, how to say, yeah. philosophy uh, and her books about 10 to 15 years. And at, I believe she was mentioned one time by Eckhart Tolle and immediately um, uh, Oprah picked her up. And, but it took her years to, to, to come there. And now she's actually very close with Oprah and she's in her super soul sessions. Mm -hmm. So it's possible. Eh? Yeah, I believe in it. Anything is possible. Because I tell people, uh, you know, impossible also says I am possible. possible yes. The spelling of impossible. So it is possible. Yeah, there are multiple things. I mean, of course, I would love to be on the same stage with Tony Robbins, Dean and Russell and, you know, Oprah and me together. You know, it's like I keep thinking about all these things. But sometimes then I ask myself, are you crazy? And then I say, no, I'm not. <laughs> you will no, see no, it one no, day no. happening. <laughs> I mean, th these crazy dreams, they, they give you that fire to to yeah to to dream big and i think i mean if you stop dreaming i mean it's like landing on the moon what's next if you don't have any dream anymore what's right. the reason then um and then you just go on with the things you're doing day to day yeah you know what recently i watched uh, if i can share this with you if we have time uh, i watched the documentary of becoming uh, by michelle obama yes uh, on netflix and I was so inspired and I was sharing that with my husband. I was like, we think that people who have power and who have money have it easy, but it's actually not right. Everybody have their own pain and their own troubles and their own traumas. So my husband just said, why don't you go and work with her? And I was like, mm, maybe one day you never know. So, you know, I am like this. If somebody gives me a positive, I, I take it as a blessing, to be very honest. My mom taught me if anybody is telling you something nice, don't say no. So I've learned that. So when my husband said, why don't you go and, you know, work with her? I was like, wow, why not? You know, so I am a person who would take everything in a positive way. If somebody is giving me that kind of vibes or energies, why not? Who knows that his blessings might come true tomorrow. So I was like, okay. So, you know, if you talk about crazy things, I am like this. Yeah, I now started dreaming about, you know, being a health consultant for Michelle Obama. In my head, I'm already doing that. Yeah, that's the visualization part. Yeah, and if you connect yeah. that with positive emotions, yeah, things will come through. Eh? Mm. I like that. I mean, this conversation really gives me a lot of positive energy and new insights, and I'm very confident this will be the same for um, for our, our or my audience because uh, you touched upon a lot of things which normally the, the guests I have do not touch upon. And I really believe that's something to do with who you are and, of course, the background, where you're coming from and where you are living in. So, uh, Kajal, I want to thank you. I'm very grateful for your time, your energy. And uh, I'm going to mention all your details about social media and so on and pe where people can find uh, your book. Um, is there anything you want to share that we did not touch upon that I forgot no, to ask? Good. No, no, I'm absolutely fine. I hope people can... Uh, relate to this information and find value and thank you for the time and it was my honor to be on your show thank you thank you very much Kajal I wish you lots of success lots of pleasure and you. when you are uh, next sitting Oprah I want the signature so uh, yeah. <laughs> I will shout out for you yes do, do, do that <laughs>
thanks. That's All my commitment. <laughs> yes, yes, I will hold you to that. I'll speak to you very soon, and it is very nice knowing you. And uh, speak you. to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye-bye.